Episode 9, Prepared for Anything. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. As the car pulled up the driveway to Tanya's home, Natalie knew something was wrong. Anxiety settled in the pit of her stomach like a weight. Tanya was in danger. She could tell. Wow, nice house. Tanya, Tanya, open up. Natalie? What? <sighs> He's here. Fear blossomed in Natalie's mind. This thing was here with her friend. Her friend who wasn't responding to her. Her friend who might be hurt or worse because Natalie left her alone. Fuck! Of course it's locked up fucking course. There are other ways in. The back door is probably locked too. I'm not talking about doors. Natalie turned to see Vix pointing at one of the windows. She knew they'd be locked as well, but these, these were easier to break. Fuck. Okay, stand back. Fault detected. Living room window. Natalie had never broken into someone's home with a rock through the window before. She hoped it would be the last time. She took off her denim jacket and tucked it over the sill, hoping it would protect them from any glass. Then climbed into the house. There was a glass on the coffee table, half full of water. Tanya had been here, but she wasn't in the living room now. Natalie desperately wanted to call out for her, but she knew it would only draw the attention of the man, even though the sound of shattering glass undoubtedly did that already. Is he still here? Yes. Can you sense Tanya? Is she alive? Yeah. Yeah, there's someone really scared upstairs. She's alive. Oh, thank God. Be careful. If he's still here, we need to be prepared for anything. Vix began to shift, her limbs lengthening and her form transforming into the same shadowy creature she'd become before. Natalie fumbled with her bag and pulled out a bottle of pepper spray, eyes fixed on the stairs. Whatever came down, she'd be ready. Upstairs, Tanya pressed herself against the wall opposite the door. For a moment, the panic threatened to drown her, pulling at her limbs and causing her to sink slowly to the ground. But even as she tried to breathe, something else took hold of her. She would not die cowering in a corner. She would go down fighting, and it wasn't over yet. She could still find a way to escape. Even if things seemed terrible now, 
There had to be a way out of here. Breathe. Just breathe. You know this house. So, where do you go now? Her eyes landed on a picture of Tammy and Jim. She would keep fighting for them. She would keep living for them. She stood up on shaky legs and peered out the window. She was close enough to the roof that she could probably make it up if she was careful. Slowly, she began to try and open the window. Come on, you motherfucker! Open up! As fast as she could, Tanya shimmied out the window. Balancing on the frame, she reached up with one hand to grip the edge of the roof. Her hand was sweaty, but she was still able to grab the roof and pull herself up. Up on the roof, Tanya let the cool night air refresh her as she looked around. Oh, thank God. That must be Natalie's car. The flicker of determination in her fanned into a flame. Her best friend was here. She would find her, and then they'd get to safety together. Tanya wasn't alone. She crept across the roof, arms out for balance. The roof was dry, thankfully, and not slick with dew just yet. Tanya regretted not grabbing a pair of shoes from the bedroom as she gingerly tried to find a way down. Finally, a trellis caught her eye. Tammy had loved the idea of an old house covered in ivy, and she and Jim had put up a small trellis going up part of the house. It would work. Thanks, Tammy. Tanya felt as though the trellis would give way at any second as she made her way down. She couldn't look below her. She was terrified that she would slip and fall to her death, or worse, be injured and unable to run. But her hands didn't shake as she slowly climbed down, only breathing when her feet touched solid earth. Tanya stumbled as she regained her footing, looking around nervously. She half expected to see a shadowy monster emerge from the trees nearby. When nothing did, she started to move, heading towards the front of the house. That's when she saw the broken glass. Peering inside the window, Tanya covered her mouth to hide a gasp. She could see Natalie and a man she assumed was Sean standing next to a shadowy figure. This must be Vic's. Natalie looked terrified. Tanya had never seen her friends so scared. Slowly, Tanya began to try and climb in the window, trying not to make any noise that would frighten her friend. Still, she put her palm down on a small piece of glass. Fuck! Natalie spun around at the sound. Tanya watched as her friend's face contorted into a small sob before she hurried to Tanya's side and helped her in. Once she was inside, Natalie threw her arms around her holding her close. Don't scare me like that again, okay? Oh, this is my last time fighting off a shadow monster. I promise. Listen, he said... Vix raised a hand, effectively silencing both Tanya and Natalie. Her eyes were fixed on the kitchen. Slowly, Tanya followed her gaze to see a pair of burning yellow eyes illuminated in the dark of the kitchen close to the floor. Oh, God. The man slowly slunk out of the kitchen. Natalie tensed as he approached, and Sean turned pale and covered his mouth as he stepped backwards. Only Vix didn't react, stepping forward as if to protect her friends. Tanya watched as she tensed, as if waiting for an attack. That's close enough. I knew Tonya was expecting company, but I certainly wasn't expecting another leech. 
Your timing couldn't have been worse, but I won't hold it against you. After all, there's plenty to go around here, but that one, Tonya, she's mine. No! None of these humans belong to you. None of them belong to me either. And you will leave them be. You would rather side with these humans than stand with one of your own? You and I are nothing alike. Fine. If you want to be a human so badly, you can die like one. The man lunged forward at Vix. Natalie dragged Tanya out of the way as the two monsters collided, screeching and ripping at each other. The sound was horrifying as Sean, Tanya, and Natalie all tried to get out of the way, Sean with his hands over his ears. The match was even at least. Vix's sharp claws seemed to do as much damage as the man's terrifyingly sharp fangs. We need to do something! Do what? With a cry, Natalie charged forward, holding her can of pepper spray in front of her. Distracted by Vix, the man didn't see Natalie until she'd managed to get a good shot into one of his yellow eyes. The man screamed in agony, snapping at Natalie, who dodged the attack. Leave them alone! Sean grabbed whatever was closest to him, throwing it at the man. First was the TV remote, then came the glass of water. Finally, Sean grabbed one of the lamps on the side tables. With a roar, he threw it at the man, who howled as it burst against him with a shower of sparks. Yes! Get him! The man was growing furious now. It was easy to see that he had not been expecting this fight, and he was tired of playing games. Natalie especially seemed to be a point of frustration as she danced just out of his reach. Nat! Watch out! Don't worry about- ah! With a roar, the man kicked out his back leg, catching Natalie in the stomach and knocking the wind out of her. The blow sent her flying across the room, right into the wall. Natalie! For a moment, Tanya stood frozen, unsure of what to do. Go! We got this! It was true. Vix and Sean seemed to have the situation under control for the moment. Tanya raced across the room to Natalie's side. Natalie, Nat, are you okay? As she knelt down beside her friend, Tanya could see that Natalie's arm was bent at a horrifying angle. Natalie whimpered slightly as she looked at it, then up at Tanya, blood trickling down from a small cut on her head. I might have to sit this one out for a minute. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Tanya looked over at the fight. In the few moments she turned her back, the man had been able to pin Vix to the floor. Vix was desperately pushing on his throat as he snapped at her neck, clearly trying to break it. Sean was frozen in terror. You've got... You've got to finish this. Don't worry about me. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can. In the destroyed living room, Tanya saw her knife lying a few feet away. It gleamed in the light, and Tanya knew she was ready to finish this. She scrambled across the floor to grab the knife, tightening her grip on the hilt. She drove it into the man's back. The man instantly screamed, twisting and kicking out at Tanya. She dodged his flailing limbs, pulling the knife out as she did so. Black blood spurted from the wound, dripping down onto Vix. Vix was able to break free from his loosened grasp. For a moment, the man stared wildly at all of them, focusing intently on Tanya and the bloody knife in her hand. 
And then, with a final wounded howl, he scrambled into the kitchen and through the back door. Is... is he gonna die from that? No. Vix began to shift back into her human form. There were a few bruises and scrapes on her body. Once she was fully human, she hugged Sean, who ran a hand over her hair. You good? Yeah. He didn't really get me. I think I got him worse. Shit, Nat. Your arm. I've had worse. Really? No, but it sounds badass when I say things like that. <laughs> Come on. Let's get you on the couch and take a look at that arm. That, oh, that looks gross. We should get you to a hospital. Hell no. We gotta finish him off. Are you kidding me? You can't do that shit right now with your arm like that. I don't care. This fucker's gotta die. Natalie has a point. We can't just let him go. A leech like this, who's so desperate to feed that he'll attack a human so openly? He's a danger. Besides, we've wounded his pride. He'll be after us again. How do we know he won't die from his injuries? He might be dead already. Even as she said that, Tanya knew it was a lie. The man was still out there. If she didn't stop him now, he'd come after her again, or hurt someone else. Tanya thought of Victoria Parks and felt her resolve grow stronger. What do we need? Keep the knife. You're pretty good with it. Do you have any other weapons? A few more knives in the kitchen, if that helps. Perfect. Nat, if we're not back in two hours, call the police. What are you talking about? I'm going with you. Have you seen your arm? Like I said, I'm fine. Besides, it's my left arm. I'm right-handed. Nat. No. Don't even try it. I am going with you because you are my best friend and that's what friends do. Don't ask me to sit on the sidelines and watch you risk your life. You remember the first time I met Tammy? Barely. We were all going to get lunch while we were interns. And you went up to use the bathroom and your sister said to me that you were a special person. And that if I was going to be your friend, I had to look after you. Because you'd look after me. She must have known we were going to be best friends, even though we'd only known each other a little while. And I said I would. I said I'd look after you. So I'm going. For Tammy. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. <clears throat> hey, I, uh, I don't want to interrupt the love fest, but if you want to go, we should at least set your arm somehow. Get a sling or something. Good call. You got medical training? Uh, a little. I've taken a few first aid courses, and I almost gave blood. <laughs> Guess it pays to be a hypochondriac. Sure does. As Sean began to fuss over Natalie's arm, Tanya went to find Vicks in the kitchen. The other woman was standing there, looking at the knives on the counter in front of her. I've never had to introduce myself to someone after a life-or-death battle before. I'm Tanya. It's nice to meet you, Tanya. Natalie's told me so much about you on the way here. Oh, sorry, where are my manners? I'm Vix. It's nice to meet you, Vix, and thank you for helping. It's all selfish. I just didn't want to be found out. <laughs> I've never had to fight one of my own before. You did good. Yeah, I 
guess I'm kind of a badass. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> I-, I am so, so sorry this happened to you. Truly. Thank you. Natalie and Sean made their way into the kitchen. Natalie's arm now in a makeshift sling. She grabbed one of the knives from the counter. Let's kill this son of a bitch. The trail of blood led them from the house to the center of town. Tanya kept a tight grip on her knife, wondering what they must look like to anyone who passed. Thankfully, it was late enough that no one was out on the streets and businesses were closed. Vix led the group, tracking the man's bloody claw marks on the ground. As they moved through the town, the claw marks changed to footprints. Clearly, the man was trying to hide. Vix led them to the hometown farm stand, moving past it towards the woods beyond. Tanya felt a chill settle over her as they headed off the road. The trees loomed tall overhead, blotting out the stars. They only had the light from their flashlights or phones. A hideout. In the woods. This bastard really has a flair for the dramatic. We're here. The group stopped in front of a dark cave, the mouth gaping into the dark. Tanya suppressed a shudder as she stared at it. What happened to all the decorations? (laughs) That's just me. I like human things. Most leeches, though, they prefer caves or places like this. You ready? (sighs) Yeah. Let's do this. The cave stretched on and on as they walked inside. A few spiders scuttled away from them as they walked forward, causing Sean to gag. Slowly, they made their way forward. Vix was still in the lead, but Tanya was right behind her. She had never felt more ready than she did in this moment. But she also felt terrified. There was no running this time, no hiding. She was going to face the man, and one of them would emerge victorious. Finally, the narrow passage opened into a spacious cavern. The beams of the flashlights bounced off the walls as the group stepped inside. Where is he? He's here. I can sense him. Traitor. The four jumped, flashlights swinging around to see the man slumped against a wall. He was clearly injured, blood staining his clothes. He glared at them, dark eyes flashing with a deep fury. His bared teeth shone in the light. Helping a human instead of just feeding. It's disgusting. You're pathetic. It doesn't matter what you think of me. It's over. No. I refuse to die like this. The man put his hand on the floor. Suddenly, the room began to fill with a strange mist. It curled over their feet before starting to spiral upwards. What the hell is this? Brace yourself. Natalie? Tanya looked at Natalie frantically. For a moment, she saw her friend's equally terrified face. And then the mist filled the space, and Tanya saw nothing. For a moment, all Tanya knew was her own heartbeat. Then the mist began to clear. As she blinked it from her eyes, 
Tanya saw she was in the hometown farm stand. Crowds of people pushed past her as they rushed from aisle to aisle. Tanya felt panic crushing her again. Natalie? Vix? Sean? Natalie! Starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shottlecotty as Natalie, Lindsay Wells as Vix, Jason Lasky as Sean, Jamie Richard Stewart as the man, and Olivia Steele as the alarm. Liars and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com. That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week. Thank you.